1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Howard David Live. We get it going on a Tuesday
0: with the outstanding columnist of the New York Post, Mark Canazero, who uh, hitches his wagon to the Jets these, this time of the year. It's uh, it's hard for me to come up with this answer, so I'm going to ask the guy that I think is the expert. Buffalo is the best team in the AFC East. So we can agree on that. Question is, who's next? <laughs> well, how- I think I think we all figured it was Miami next,
1: right? Uh, but uh, I think that we'll find a lot more about that out uh, on Sunday at MetLife Stadium when the Jets play Miami. And uh, you know, the Jets have got a bit of a break because uh, Tua is not going to play. Uh, so you know, they'll have Teddy Bridgewater, who's still a you know a decent NFL quarterback, but you know, not as good as Tua. Um, but I do think that Scott, you know, listen, Miami is. You know, with this new head coach they've got, who really seems like a sharp guy, um, you know, I think we've all made the assumption for the first few weeks that Miami, you know, is is maybe even going to challenge Buffalo, and and it's certainly the second-best team, but I like what I've seen out of the Jets, certainly in the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's all about Zach Wilson and how he does. And frankly, he looked pretty bad in the first three quarters and, and, and looked like a championship quarterback in the fourth quarter. So, you know, who is he? is he? Is he that guy who just was rusty because he hadn't played in so long, coming back with the injury in you know, those first you know, three quarters? Or is he the guy that uh, um, is going to be inconsistent? You know, so it, it, you just kind of hope if you're a Jet fan. That there's a lot of a lot more of Zach Wilson fourth quarter Zach Wilson in Pittsburgh than the other three quarters, and well, I think we'll find a lot about that you know this week.
0: Well, uh, you you look at Miami and they they have one of the more outstanding wide receivers in the NFL and Tyreek Hill. so that would pose a huge problem for the Jets secondary. Can they keep him under wraps? Uh, and and by that I mean can they put pressure on Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, something they haven't had a lot of success with so far. But having said that. Uh, I think w- what I've seen from the Jets so far, and I agree with you, uh, they they put together, I think Joe Douglas did a hell of a job putting together a wide receiver room and a tight end room where they can compete uh, on most Sundays, and it'll be interesting how they can test the Miami secondary.
1: I agree with that. No, Listen, in the Jets' receivers, uh, I mean, this, is, this is the biggest upgrade you know, on the team, really, is the is the way the receiving you know, other, a tight end as well. You know, with Conklin's played pretty well for him, but um, yeah, I I uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see a few things. You know, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm you know one of the things I'm column I'm working on actually today uh, is just having a little fun with the fact that you know you got Sauce Gardner who's going to be up against Tyreek Hill for a lot of the game uh, on Sunday, which is going to be a fascinating matchup because sauce is the Jets rookie cornerback has not played like a rookie this year. He's played really well. Uh, and on am across the other side of the field. Reed has played really well, or, you know, DJ Reed. So the, you know, that cornerback position is a massive upgrade, uh, on that side of the field. And, and obviously, you know, with Garrett Wilson and the way he's played, the Jets seem, they seem to want to get Elijah Moore, the ball more, but he's just not getting a lot of targets. Um, you know I, I expect to see him him getting more action as well so and and Corey davis you know made some really big plays mm-hmm. um you know we kind of you know he was injured for a lot of last year and he's had some drop drop issues and whatnot but uh, uh you know and he caught that fourth and seven pass play from you know uh, with jets in full desperation mode from 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 uh Zach Wilson the other the other day on Sunday, and that you know kept the drive alive. and kept the Jets' hopes and hopes alive. So then he obviously caught a touchdown pass as well. So, um, you know, the upgrades the Jets have made in the offseason are really showing themselves here in the last in the last you know for for the most part the last couple few weeks.
0: Mark, uh, I'm watching the game the other day, and I'm, and and I'm saying to my wife. The offense is very predictable. They run the ball on first down, they run the ball on second down, and as I'm saying it, they run the Philly special, <laughs> which I never expected, and obviously Pittsburgh didn't expect it, but what a tremendous job of executing the play.
1: You know, I love that play, not only because you know you love to see trick plays like that, but I thought it was a really, really brilliant call on the part of, of Michael LaFleur, the Jets' offensive coordinator, because the Jets run that that end-around sweep play to Barrios at, at least a couple times a game. I mean, that's one of their staples in, in LaFleur's offense, as it always was when he was in San, you know when he was in the Shanahan system in San Francisco. And um, so, because of that, they have not obviously had Barrios put the ball in the air. So that plays on film constantly when teams are scouting the Jets. That 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 Barrios, you know, kind of end around sweep thing, and for him for him to use that in that spot to throw it, I thought was brilliant. It was fantastic because I mean, you know, I'm sure nobody thought he was going to put that ball in the air. He was just going to tuck it and run because that's what he does. You know, two three times a game on that play. So you know that's that you know that kind of goes into. You know what you know a lot of these coaches do in trying to set teams up you know with with a certain look and 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 beat them now now you know that said you know teams will now at least have their eye open for that you know from here on in because because now the Jets have shown it but they showed it the big spot you know in a, in a big in a, in a tough
0: game to win in Pittsburgh where they never do win so uh, it was great I thought it was a great play um the uh Zach Wilson is only going to go as far as that offensive line is going to keep him upright. And so having said that, the offensive line has got some issues, injury issues. Uh, and the question is, can they piece this thing together uh, to keep their quarterback upright?
1: Well, that that's going to be a big question here. Um, and, uh, you know, Max Mitchell, who's been – I just did a column. I think I must feel like I jinxed him. I just did a column on him late last week, and he ends up hurting his knee – um, in the uh, in the in the Pittsburgh game, and he's going to be out at least a few weeks. It sounds like it's not season-ending, according to Sala yesterday. But uh, um, you know, and they've already already were having problems at left tackle, obviously. So, you know, I I mean, all credit to Elijah Vera Tucker, who they put you know, was guard, who they put at left tackle, um, and, and it looks like he's going to stay there because they don't have much else. Um, so, yeah, they're 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 very very thin, obviously. I know there's some talk that Dwayne Brown is ready to come back and practice, but that you know, there's no way he's going to be available to play. Certainly not this week, uh, and maybe not for a couple of few weeks anyway. But so they're they're right now it's patchwork, and and they're just you know it's kind of survival at, the, at, at that tackle position for the moment. Um, I suspect that you're going to see you know a lot of chipping and a little the extra tight ends in to help protect. Excuse me, to, to help protect Zach.
0: Mark Canizero, a columnist for the New York Post. The Jets have not won a division game in the last 12 straight. Uh, eventually, that streak is going to end. The question is, can it end on Sunday? And you look at a Miami team, and they're coming under a lot of scrutiny, and justifiably so. Uh, they're getting crucified for having Tua playing last Thursday. That brings the question to me. I mean, the league has got to be so aware of injury, the injury factor particularly when it comes to head injuries. And so I don't know how you fix it, but I'm completely against Thursday night games after a Sunday game. You want to have a Thursday game after a bye week? Fine. But Tua gets hurt on, on Sunday, and then they play him again on Thursday. And I'm thinking, why would the Dolphins do that? Why would they push their quarterback or any player at risk?
1: Well, because they're trying to win games. <laughs> you know, that's the business of the sport, obviously, as you know. And yeah, it, it was a bad look. I mean, I mean, listen, I was. I'm. I, mean, I have a doctor, of course. But when you watch the injury he sustained in the Buffalo game, you know, um, and he got up and he staggered around and then he fell down, needed he, he held back up again, and, and later on said it was a, his back had locked up on him. That didn't look like a back locking up on somebody. I mean, you don't have to be a, a, an expert on head injuries to, to 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 recognize that as being you know he was he was kind of out on his feet you know and uh to, to say that was a back injury just seemed really weird to me you know and the, but the weird thing was he did came back he played well in for the rest of the buffalo game and and played really well and, and he sounded very lucid and fine after the game so that that's the weird thing to me i mean i saw it i saw Clips of him interview, being interviewed after, the, after that Buffalo game, and he seemed perfectly fine. And, and but again, I mean, he, he claimed that it was back wrenched up on him, and I just, I, I just didn't buy that, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't you know, it, it was, it was a bad look for for the Dolphins. It's a, it was a bad look for the NFL, you know, because the whole point of having these independent, independent neurologists um, on on site for every team's game, um, and this guy cleared him to play. Obviously, this person was fired subsequently. Um, whether that was window dressing on the part of the NFL just to cover their butts, probably so. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 it all around. It was just a bad look. It absolutely was a bad look. And then for him to get hurt four days later, you know, on a completely different kind of play. But I mean, that, I mean, that was a scary looking play. That ragdoll slammed to the turf there, which was a legal play. Um, just it's just the way he came down on it um was scary yeah no question about it and and i again how do we all as non-doctors know? we don't but i mean you have to think that what happened on sunday you know in the bills game had something to do with how badly he reacted to the hit on, on thursday four days later
0: speaking of the bills they beat the ravens last week and uh yeah, the word analytics came up loud and clear. John Harbaugh made that remark after the game. I'm sitting there watching the game and thinking to myself, "Why would you not kick a field goal to take the lead?" Uh, it just made no sense to me. And at that, to me, Mark, I mean, you got to look at your defense and say, "I don't trust you." And one of his de- what defensive back uh, I forget who it was. Uh, apparently, they got into a shouting match on the sideline. I mean. I cannot imagine what John Harbaugh is thinking.
1: Well, it's you know what's really weird about this is the fact that Baltimore has been, it's you know it's it's been cutting its teeth on its defense for so long, and obviously they you know they got torched against the Dolphins uh, with a gigantic comeback uh, a couple weeks prior. Um, They did not have they they scuffled on defense all last year, and it was pretty clear the reason he did that was he had no faith in his defense, Um, and which is shocking. Um, and I'm—I've always been an advocate of doing. It. In fact, it's funny. My my colleague for the post, the Jets beat writer Brian Costello, we always joke um, during the games a lot of times of when teams are con- or coaches are confronted with whether to take the points or to go for it. Sometimes, cause is always like take the points, you know. <laughs> and and uh, if you, and it's particularly in that scenario, um, you know when it's going to put you ahead. You know, I, I don't, you got to take the points. I just, I mean, I, I, that's not second guessing. If I was sitting at that game watching it, I would have, I would the first thing I would have said is take freaking three points, <laughs> take the lead. And, you know, at least, even if your defense is scuffling a little bit, you know, maybe at worst, you hold him to a field goal in a tie game anyway, and he got overtime. Right. Uh, it's almost like he was expecting um, the Bills to march down the field, score a touchdown as soon as he did that. So, yeah, it was a, I, it was a curious, and I think John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. You know, I've always had a high respect for him. But I, you know, analytics be damned. Take the points. Take the lead. You know, put it up to your defense and and, and roll the dice that way.
0: Hey, Mark, before I let you go, uh, the last time the Jets were, were relevant was during the Rex Ryan period of time uh, where they were not only competitive, they got to the championship game a couple of years. Uh, now, I mentioned they haven't won a division game in 12 outings. Um, you always look for that ray of sunshine under the cloud of uh, the same old Jets. Uh, I, I'm the optimist here. I think that when I saw this roster before the season started, I said, I think this team can be pretty good. Now, are they a playoff team? We'll find out. But hey, who, anybody think they were going to be 2-2 two and two at this point? I don't think so I mean uh, you know
1: other than they'll tell you in their locker room that they did but even then I you know I'm sure that they're pretty happy to be 2-2 two and two. Um, and you know let's be honest too here Howard there's the other way to look at it is you know they were being pretty well handled by, by Pittsburgh before making that comeback and in a, in a tight game in, in Cleveland which I was at a few weeks prior you know the Browns had taken control of that game in the fourth quarter before making some incredibly you know inexplicable gas, uh, in that, you know, in terms of the clock management and, you know, and, and Chubb not, you know, taking a knee and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're only two pretty significant comebacks away from being 0 and 4. So you can look at it that way too. Um, so I do agree with, you though. Know, I mean, I, I think that I just had a conversation with one of my editors on the phone a little while before we spoke, you know, I, I, when you look at the places the Jets upgraded their teams, and we just we just talked about it earlier in, in, in this segment, you know, everywhere they they made concerted efforts to improve, all of those spots are showing themselves to be big improvements. You know, and I think that's significant for them. For them, you know, with the receiver position, you know, the the, the secondary, the cornerback, even the safeties who have not played great so far, they've had issues, even though Joyner had a pick the other day, uh, but particularly the cornerbacks. You know, tight end, um, Uzama has not really gotten into any kind of a groove yet. Uh, but, you know, Conklin's been, you know, a pretty dependable pass catcher for them, uh, which they haven't had at that position. So um, there's a lot of spots over there. Um, I, I think that their, their, their defensive front needs to get better um, uh-huh. and produce more, you know, more tangible results in sacks. I know there's been some pressure, but, you know, they haven't finished. Um, but I, I agree with you. Listen, there's talent on this team to to be a playoff team. Herm Edwards used to always say to me, "The league is an eight and eight league. Everybody has approximately eight and eight talent. Some, you know, not everybody, but most teams have approximately eight eight talent. It's the teams that just kind of you win a few games, like the Jets did against, like I said, against Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh. You know, and you, you get on a little run and get yourself to what I was going to say, ten and six, 16 games." yourself to 10 and 7 somehow and, and you know what anything can happen maybe you're a wild card team so there's no reason the jets can't be a playoff team if zach wilson stays healthy and mm-hmm. plays the way he played the fourth quarter
0: in pittsburgh well appreciate your insight as always mark um keep your head down keep hitting them straight thanks for your time and stay safe
1: all right Howard, take it easy
0: he is Mark zero the new york post i think this jets team may i said it before the season started i, I they get by the hump. The initial f- first few weeks uh, where the schedule was very difficult. They get by Miami on Sunday. All of a sudden, you know, people get a little bit goofy about this thing. You know, can they be something that people don't expect them to be? I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to go to the AFC now to the west. Oh, Josh, how are you? He's Josh Klingler, Kansas City Chiefs sideline reporter. Uh, i got to ask you this before we get started. The game last week against Tampa Bay, I expected it to be um, a high-scoring game, and for the the most part, it was. But I don't know any other quarterback in the NFL that bitches at the referees more than Tom Brady. Have you? (laughs) I mean, my God. Well, he's gotten away with it for so many years, right? No, but you're you're
2: you're not alone. Everybody feels like Brady gets uh, extra stuff. Uh, I guess I'm withholding judgment because I want our guy to eventually uh, be at that stage. He probably will be at some point. Well, he'll, he'll be able to get whatever he wants.
1: So I'm 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 okay with Tom as long as it's passed down to uh, to our
0: guy eventually. Well, they rebounded after the loss to Indianapolis with an outstanding performance, wind up winning 41-31. Um, uh, Mahomes. 249 yards three touchdowns had the one interception and the big question about Kansas City before the season started can they survive the loss of Tyreek Hill it's early in the season yet but your estimation is they have have not we still waiting to find out
2: yeah I mean absolutely I, it's going to be different and I think that's what we've been telling we told people here in, in Kansas City that uh the production is going to be just fine i think you're going to get the uh, end of the season and the numbers are going to look exactly the same it's just going to be a a different composition and we've seen that already through through four games i mean it's uh i think it was 10 targets or 10 different receivers targeted this past week and eight of them having catches and um you know he got everybody involved i mean patrick Mahomes has 250 yards and three touchdowns and yet somehow they got a uh a tight end with a with a run, a uh, the the third tight end with a touchdown catch, um, an, an option play from a running back to a running back for a touchdown. I mean, uh, the offense is just going to look a little different, come in different ways rather than. And then you're still getting uh, Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. without without Tyree Kill. I mean, he's he's been an absolute uh, monster, and teams haven't uh, you know just tried to take away. Travis Kelsey and let everybody else run free, they're going to have to pick their poison. So uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. It's still evolving, too. They haven't come anywhere close to playing their best offensively yet.
0: Well, they still, they lead the AFC West by a game. Uh, the wide receiver room now, uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Kelsey you mentioned, and Kelsey is always going to be the primary guy. Uh, I forgot the guy that caught the jump shot that uh, Mahomes shot in the end, <laughs> close to the end zone. Who was that again? Yeah, that was
1: Clatterers Hilaire at the, uh, yeah. the running back spot. <laughs> so the running back catching a pass on the jump
2: pass. So yeah, he's uh, he's making sure he gets everybody involved. They had three tight ends score on on Sunday, Howard, and um, yeah, one one was via a run, but nobody knows who their second and you know most people don't know their second and third. Uh, tight ends behind uh, Travis Kelsey. They got in the end zone uh, last week. So yeah, it it just looks a little bit different. It's not as you know. It, and I think the Chiefs had kind of warned people too. Patrick had had done it for sure and said, "Hey, fantasy is going to be a, a jump up because because uh, nobody's going to know on any particular game." And we've kind of seen that so far. Now we haven't seen like a like a breakout juju game or a breakout MBS game at this point in time, but um, they're they're contributing you know, consistently each and every week. And I think it's going to be find the hot hand, Justin Watson and other guys. He's, he's their essentially their fifth wide receiver. He's already made a big touchdown grab. They targeted him in the end zone again the other day. Um, so they've got, they've got plenty of, plenty of uh, people to spread the football around. Tyree kills really good. We knew walking out when he walked out the door was not a declining player that they were letting go of, but they have made sure that they, got uh, a, a better quantity than they had before. They're better top to bottom in that wide receiver room mm-hmm. as a group than they were a season ago. They were very top-heavy last year at wide receiver. And so they're better as a group, and, and then obviously they're willing to use it. And Patrick Mahomes is as if he has a checklist, Howard. He goes out in the game, and I swear he just goes, all right, got to make sure this guy, this guy, this guy, he is really good at making sure everybody gets fed too. So that's been the, the fun part to watch.
0: Well, we, we, we both knew that Kansas City was going to be involved in one of the tougher divisions in the league, in the AFC West, and they face a, another opponent this week in the Raiders, uh, a team that, that can be dangerous. I mean, they're going to be. It, it'll be a very difficult game for both, but you look at the Chargers and, and what Justin Herbert's able to do, and you look at the Chiefs and the Raiders, and you say to yourself, well, huh. and then Denver, uh, you know, with Russell Wilson, it's like, I mean, every game in the division is a fist fight.
2: Yeah, but I still think, you know, even this early on, it comes through here. I mean, the Chargers came and gave them their best shot and uh, and didn't come away with one. And uh, the Raiders have played the Chiefs awfully tough. The Raiders have had problems with other teams besides the Chiefs. Like, they have played the Chiefs really, really well. Um, they just haven't handled business in other games. So they've, you know, they've focused on, on the matchup with the Chiefs awfully well. But they've the games that have gotten away are the ones that the chiefs have done a really good job at. I mean, they've, they've, they've dominated the division under Andy Reid. They've dominated the, uh, the NFC games. And then, you know, you're, you're winning uh, as many of those important AFC matchups as you can. I mean, that's the recipe, right. Uh, to, uh, to, to winning a, a lot of games and finishing at the top of your division. They've, they've mastered that, that art of it, of kind of navigating the schedule, getting those, Getting those important, um, you know, AFC wins for seeding, uh, not letting those NFC games get away from you, and then, you know, piling on in the division. It's a, it's a great recipe, and Chiefs are the only ones that have figured that out in the recent vintage, and, you know, I think that there's still going to be um, teams coming to them uh, in this division. We saw it. I think, I think the Chargers are the best, uh, the best put-together team. Uh, I think the I think the Raiders play the Chiefs well, and I can't figure out the Broncos. I don't I don't know what exactly they are just yet.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that there's a feeling out process there. Uh, I got a particular interest in Justin Herbert because he's on my fantasy team. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the the amazing thing is he uh, you know he came back and played that game after the Chiefs. I I didn't understand why they didn't pull him uh, when. They were getting you know beat down that that very next game. He's mm-hmm. tough. I don't know if he has to prove to everybody that he's tough. I don't think he does, but um, yeah. And then now it just looks like is this going to be something that's just going to bother him for the remainder of the year? It might be. Yeah. It looked like he was playing with some pain the other day again as well. So no doubt he's he's tough. Um, can they weather you know some of the other injuries that they have they have had too? The Bose injury is a is a tough one for them too. Um, knock on wood, the Chiefs haven't had that kind of. Uh, you know, completely, you know, crippling type injury to. They've had injuries, don't get me wrong, but um, they haven't had that that massive impact one, and hopefully
0: they don't. Well, uh, he's Josh Klingler, the sideliner reporter for Kansas City Chiefs Radio. Uh, you survived Tampa Bay. Congratulations! You now got the Buffalo Bills to deal with this week, and then go to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, Raiders, Ra- how about this one? Bucks, Raiders, Bills.
2: And then now San Francisco looks like they're the best team in the NFC West, right? Could so be. That's the next That's the next group of games for the Chiefs before their bye week. So, yeah, Raiders, Bills, uh, Niners. I mean, they just keep on coming.
0: Well, Buffalo got a gift the other day in playing Baltimore, and I don't know, I, I have tremendous respect for John Harbaugh. I think he's an outstanding coach. But you cannot rely on analytics when the obvious is you're in a tie game you're in you're in chip shot field goal range, and you pass that up to go for it. That made absolutely no sense. What's worse, I think he pissed off his defense because he's basically saying, "I don't trust him."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You got to send those right messages to your team as well. Uh, analytics are a part of it, like it or not. I tend to be more of the gut and an eye test type of person, but I but I do realize that the analytics are are important to use as a as a metric, but yeah, and then when it doesn't go wrong, you're obviously and you know any decision the coach makes if it goes the wrong way is 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 a bad one, right? But I think sometimes that they don't take into consideration uh, a lot of times if they fail what it means. I think they they always I think that a lot of times it's taken into consideration. Well, we're going to to uh, accomplish whatever we're trying to accomplish, and they don't ever factor in as much the. Well, here's the worst case scenario that can happen in that regard. So, so yeah, that was a that was a key mistake, and they've had a couple of bad beats uh, that way. And I don't, I do People in Kansas City were disappointed because uh, we still feel like the uh, the arms race is going to be uh, the Chiefs and the Bills for the top of the uh, the AFC. So to see them snatch one away that looked like it was going down the tubes, uh, you know, people around here were were a bit disappointed.
0: i got to tell you, Josh, uh, I'm envious of you. You get to watch Patrick Mahomes every game. Uh, and then I look at a Kyler Murray uh, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, who's more f- fun to watch? And I, it's a toss up. I mean, he has two quarterbacks that you can't get a clean shot at.
2: Yeah, he's he's amazing at escaping, uh, escaping trouble. Um, when he, and he ran great the other day, too. He's very smart at when he runs. He's not going to run like Lamar. He's not going to run like Josh Allen. But when he picks his spots, he's a very smart runner. And uh, he does a nice job evading trouble. He doesn't flee right away. Either it's not happy feet or anything, but he's just very smart. Like, if stuff's bottled up and I've got a, an avenue to, to, to get down the field with my feet, I will do it. So he's just very smart in that regard. And then you end up, you know, maybe having one of those plays like you mentioned, that, that, that uh, jump shot touchdown play where I was uh, I was near a couple of, of Chiefs players at the time and they were even, like, shaking their head like, did that just happen? <laughs> I mean, this, the sideline is amazed when when he does that stuff at times, too. We, we try not to be surprised, but, but you're surprised because he's got a knack for it's unconventional. I, I would, again, caution uh, any uh, young aspiring quarterback uh, not to think you can do what he can do because he just does stuff that, frankly, you can't. Uh, so uh, I, if I see another, uh, like, high school... Uh, I have a son who plays high school ball right now. So if I see another high school quarterback or any college quarterbacks trying to run against their body and throw the ball, I will scream. Because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes
0: can do stuff you cannot do. So it's uh, he's amazing. Uh, is there a concern, uh, and I don't know what the breakout is. Maybe you can fill me in. Uh, a concern about uh, more emphasis on the running game. I know Edwards Hilaire had nearly 100 yards last week. He had 92 yards and a touchdown. But is there uh, a thought about more balance with the with the Chiefs' offense?
2: Well, certainly it was kind of the dream balance this past week. I mean, 37 runs, 37 passes. And that's not going to happen all the time in an Andy Reid offense. Certainly the week before against the Colts, they could not run the ball. They could not establish a ground game. They, the offensive line was the story of, of this past week, and they ran for 189 yards. So um, probably give us something in the middle. You have to have just a competent I think, run game to, to create uh, – the ability to run, and if you're in the, I just think if they're in the 125 yard range, 130 yard range a game, that's more than enough. I don't think they're going to be at Buck at, at 89 like they were last week a whole lot, uh, but just be able to to run when you want to, be able to run to clean out clock. If there's one thing this this offense doesn't do very well, which is kind of surprising, is as much as they score and whatever, they are still not great in like goal to go situations. They're not great at getting short yardage stuff um they have to uh rely on a lot of um and we've become accustomed to them some people call them gimmick plays i just think they're part of this chief's offense they're not gonna line up in an I formation a lot and 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 try to slam you for a yard they just they're not very good at that for some reason they're very good at scheming things like we saw the other day where you have the tight end running with a direct snap and he runs in for a touchdown they're not great at those goal to goal situations but they found other ways to to get that done. So it's got to be a complimentary run game. Look, you don't want to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands a ton, but it's got to be complimentary enough uh, that, that can create some threat. And then occasionally you can ride their backs, you know, pretty much like you did last week. You rode the offensive line in the run game to a, to a really healthy win at Tampa.
0: Appreciate your insight, Josh. Thanks a million. You stay safe. All right. Anytime hour. Talk to you soon. You got it, man. He's Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas city chiefs radio network. We talk a lot about the Buffalo Bills, and there's a lot to talk about. I mean, they were the team that everybody looked at and said they are the best team in the ASC and maybe in the National Football League. Well, let's get a feel for who this Buffalo Bills team is from Mark Gone from the Buffalo News.
3: Hello, this is Mark.
0: Hello, Mark. It's Howard David. How are you today?
1: Great, Howard.
0: i uh, I, I got to start you out. Uh, The game last week against Baltimore, and since then, everybody and their brother in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, is ripping John Harbaugh for electing to pass on a field goal and go for it uh, to try to score a touchdown, and he cited analytics after the game. Uh, I mean, the obvious to me was take the three points, and what he did basically was he really annoyed his defense. Don't you think that?
3: He did really annoy his defense. They were mad about it. I liked the decision. I mean, uh, I think most games, yes, three points is the thing to do. But when you're playing Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, field goals don't win you games. Uh, And the proof is uh, the Bills won down and basically scored a touchdown. I mean, yes, they kicked the field goal to win it, but it was a touchdown. I mean, they, they had the first and goal at the one-yard line with a minute and five to go. Uh, so the Bills scored a touchdown anyway. Uh, the Bills had offense just, you know, I think watching the feel and the flow of the game, uh, things went wrong for the Bills early. Two turnovers in the first 13 plays. Uh, yeah, so the first half was it was, you know, a lot of things went wrong for the Bills. It was not a good half. But by the late in the second quarter, they had it figured out. They were moving on the Ravens every time they had the ball. Um, the Ravens were not stopping the Bills. Now, I'm not saying that the Bills would have scored a touchdown every drive guaranteed, or would have scored, a, 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 but the reality is, the last drive, the Bills got the ball on the 20-yard line, and they drove down, and they scored a touchdown. Well, yes, they, they kicked the field goal, but it was a touchdown drive. Um, so what good does the what good does the field goal do the Ravens? Um, so I think again, most games, yes, kick a field goal. Uh but if you're playing Mahomes and it's been proven, uh field goals don't win you the game. And if you're playing Josh Allen, who's in the Mahomes stratosphere, uh that's not the way to beat the Bills.
0: Uh, Market last week you had a battle of two outstanding mobile quarterbacks, and Josh Allen presents problems to the defense like Lamar Jackson does to the teams that play Buffalo, Baltimore. So now here are the here are the uh, the Buffalo Bills this week hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, who get knocked off in uh, bizarre fashion by the New York Jets uh, last Sunday, and now we have what is I think is the beginning of the. Uh, of the Pickett era in Pittsburgh, so we'll see what uh, what Buffalo is going to look at from a young quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who looked pretty damn good. For a lot of what I saw last week, uh, I look at the Pittsburgh team as a team that most people couldn't put their finger on, but everybody and their father, including me, was picking Buffalo not only to win the AFC, but I think that I thought Buffalo was the team that could be beat, that couldn't be beat to win the championship.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, they were, you know, they're entering the season. Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. Now, how much does that mean? I mean, if you go by the Vegas odds, that gives the Bills like a 13% chance of winning it all, which is good. You know, but, you know, the reality is it's there's other teams. I mean, you know, like if you had played, think of last year's playoffs, the last seven games, division round, champ, conference championship, Super Bowl, seven games all go down. To the last minute of a game or overtime. uh if you had played last year's playoffs over seven times i i bet you you would have come away with four different winners <laughs> uh the Rams won it a lot of, I mean, props to them a lot of things went right but i mean they easily could have lost the to tampa bay tampa bay was as good as them they Almost, uh, they, you know, it took a dropped interception by San Francisco in the NFC Championship game uh, to get the Rams to the Super Bowl. The Bills easily could have uh, gotten to or won the Super Bowl. Uh, if you played it seven times, I guarantee you Mahomes and the Chiefs would win it one time. So it's a close. You know, I mean, the good teams. It's clear there's a lot of there's a bunch of good teams, and uh, so being the Super Bowl favorite is no guarantee of anything. But the Bills certainly are living up to their. Billing so far at three and one. Uh, they've really they've played four good games. They lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are good. Uh, 18 things went wrong for the Bills that day, uh, and they still, you know, it came down to the last play. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, the Bills are fun to watch with Josh Allen.
0: I look at the uh, schedule, and you know, you, you take one game at a time. Uh, I mentioned Pittsburgh this week, and then. Uh, You got to go to Kansas City, and that's never a pleasure trip because Mahomes is a a load to handle. And then Green Bay. Uh, And then, this is an interesting matchup. All of a sudden, the New York Jets are opening up some people's eyes. The way they came from behind against Cleveland, the way they came from behind against Pittsburgh last week. All of a sudden, if I ask Mark gone from the Buffalo News, who is the biggest competitor to the Buffalo Bills First of all, in the division, would you say Miami? Would you say New England? Or would I'd you say, say the Jets?
3: Miami, one hundred percent. Okay. Every time, I, the Jets have, are building good talent, but the Jets' offensive line is a mess right now, and you know they're still uh, they're still
2: uh, a year away from being a serious contender mm-hmm. uh, due to
3: their O
1: line and due to the fact. Zach Wilson
3: is still a young quarterback, learning on the job.
0: Fair assessment. Uh, Miami has been ripped uh, for the way they they've mishandled the Tua Tagovailoa situation, and now he's out for this week. Uh, I have never been a big fan of the th- of Thursday night football. I know that the league does it for you know, the marketing reasons, etc. But I don't like players playing on Sunday and then having to play again on Thursday. And we saw. The reason why, loud and clear, last week, Tua should not have been playing on Thursday. He did, and now the Dolphins are getting ripped. I mean, the, the whole franchise is getting ripped.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, no argument uh, no argument for me. Uh, you know, uh, uh, anybody could have looked at the uh, hit on Tua at the and said, you know, <laughs> that guy's wobbly, and it's not because he's got back spasms. So... Uh, They got around the rules. Fortunately, knock on wood, it all seems that Tua is uh, not having, he's out of the hospital. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, you know, you get a brain injury and you get a, you know, heaven forbid, a brain bleed. He could have easily still been in the hospital. But, you know, by all, he's, you know, obviously having some symptoms, which is why he's out this week. But, you know, he's out of the hospital, thank God. And uh, it could have been worse. Um so yeah no uh no doubt about it. Uh, you know that being said uh, uh Miami is a good team. They have a good defense. Uh they have great great uh, skill position players on offense. Uh and Miami's schedule uh is manageable. The, the meat of their schedule doesn't come till December. So Miami's going to be in the race uh, as a, a strong position in the race until at least the start of December.
0: Where would you rank, uh, Mark, where would you rank Josh Allen amongst quarterbacks in the NFL? Top three? You top know, four? I
3: mean, it's like, uh, uh, pick your, you know, do you uh, pick your flavor. He's up there at the top. Um, you know, I mean, I think Mahomes has a ring. So I think, you, in my opinion, you got to put Mahomes number one because he's got a Super Bowl ring. But I, I'd put Allen number two and, and they're both uh, just uh, creatures, <laughs> and it's going to be uh, fun to watch them uh, play over the next uh,
0: and go head to head over the next decade. They're just great. In the in that, and you know this. You've been covering the league a long time. By the time you get to week seven in the NFL, there's a lot of guys in your team that are banged up. The question is survival. Can you survive major injuries? Can you survive significant injuries to key people? And so then it comes down to depth, and I look at the Buffalo team, and I haven't changed my mind. I still think they're the team that's going to come out of the AFC, uh, but the competition is severe.
3: Yeah, I agree, and the Bills do have already been hit with a lot of injuries. They lost to Miami uh, on the last play of the game, playing with four backups, four backups starters. <laughs> And in the defensive secondary against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, uh, so they've been banged up. They've lost Micah Hyde. They're starting uh, uh, better veteran free safety. Uh, they got Jordan Poyer back, their other uh, All Pro uh, free safety last week, and he certainly he made a big interception to win the game, help win the game again in Baltimore. But uh, yeah, the Bills already have shown some depth here, and uh, uh, we'll see when you know the big guy who's out is. Pro Bowl cornerback Tradavius White and uh, he's coming back from a torn ACL last uh, Thanksgiving they will get him back at some point um, you know is it going to be week 7, week 8, week 10 yes so that's going to help them uh, when he comes back sometime between uh, mid-October and the start of December he will be back that's a big
0: window Mark, going to the Buffalo News. Let me ask you about the Buffalo's offense. I mean, obviously it centers around Josh Allen. But is the running game enough or do they need to shore that up?
3: That's a good question. Uh, they don't need the, – the Josh Allen is the offense. He is the offensive identity. It uh, begins and ends with Josh Allen. They don't need a dynamic running game. They need a passable running game. They need a C, C, or a C class running game. Um, will they have that? The jury is out on that. So that's something to uh, watch as the season develops.
0: I look at it, you know Josh Allen is he's. We talk about his success and and what he's able to do and. Patrick Mahomes in the same category and Kyler Murray in the same category, Lamar Jackson, mobile quarterbacks. And there's always the danger of the mobile quarterback getting tagged one time by a defensive, by a defensive player. Uh, and, and so it's, it's. I'm sure that's on the mind of most coaches on the staff, for the staff of all those players that I've just mentioned but, uh, that's gotta be always, yeah, every time a player's running and Allen escapes or whatever, you keep your fingers crossed, right?
3: No question. Yeah. I mean, it helps that he is 6'5 and 245 pounds. So, uh, you know, his body is built, uh, kind of like Jim Kelly's body, although he's a bigger, bigger than Jim Kelly, but Jim Kelly had a linebacker backer build and, uh, Cook uh was able to take hits and keep going and uh similarly josh allen is built like a linebacker um so uh, but yes there's no question and there has been a um move or a shift uh i would say by the bills offensive play callers to call fewer designed runs by allen um i mean honestly allen was the best running back on the team uh, he's a horse. He's a train. If, if if Allen ran twenty times a game, he'd be a hundred yard a game rusher. And now he would never do that. But uh, so uh, the last two weeks, he has mostly just scrambled when he's run. They've taken away uh, the design runs um, just to protect his body a little bit.
0: Hey Mark, you look at the Bills and you say they've got two rushing touchdowns, both by Josh Allen. Uh, not, not nothing from Singletary. Uh, Singletary, I think, is averaging about 3.8 a carry. Uh, Is there more thought to use him, or is it strictly on a game-by-game basis?
3: Well, I will say that they're doing a good job of using uh, short passes to the running backs like designed handoffs uh, or like long handoffs or extended handoffs, and that's working really well for them. Uh, And Singletary has been really good in the receiving game Um, their passes to running backs are almost double Uh, the pace of it is almost double uh, compared to last year Um, and that is hurting defenses because the Bills see a lot of too deep coverages to protect against the big play and the Bills are doing a better job this year of hurting exploiting those coverages underneath you know uh, hitting those soft underneath coverages uh, with passes to the back and it's working really well um so that's been a good thing and Allen, now in his fifth year he's seen most of it he is uh his pocket presence his pocket awareness is 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 better than it's ever been it's it's you know it, it's really he is now a veteran quarterback who knows what he's seeing and makes great quick decisions in the pocket
0: and of course he's got the deep threat with Stefan Diggs four games, four touchdowns. that's pretty good production.
3: Yes he's, he's, he's elite and you know they have a lot like Kansas City they have a, they spread the wealth. they've got a lot of targets and they go to them. So uh, Bills and Chiefs actually a lot of similarities between those two teams and we're two weeks you know uh, two weeks away from a Bills Big Bill's Chiefs game in Kansas City.
0: One thing is for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every every week you go and cover the Buffalo Bills, you got to, You can expect you can expect outstanding performances. That doesn't guarantee a win, but they certainly have the tools to get it done.
3: No question, no question, Howard. Uh, They're fourteen point favorites this week against Pittsburgh, and you know I think it's a good matchup for Buffalo.
0: Well, appreciate your insight as always, Mark. You stay safe. Thanks.
3: Thank you so much, Howard. Take care.
0: He is Mark Gaughan of the Buffalo Bills, uh, Buffalo News. I like this Buffalo team. I really do. Because I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I think the guy's a hell of a quarterback. A hell of a quarterback. A couple of thoughts before we depart as it relates to New York sports. And watching Aaron Judge trying to get home run number 62, it's difficult for me to watch. It really is. And I'm a big fan. I think the guy represent. He, he is what fans should support because he's a quality individual, seems to be. I don't know the man, but I see what I see, and I like what I see. I'm rooting for him to break Roger Maris's record. If he doesn't get it done, okay, it's going to be disappointing to him. But nobody can tell me that this guy's not feeling the pressure. I mean, come on, come on. You got everybody in the stadium, regardless if it's home or away, rooting for the guy. And pitchers, I mean, he has walked as much as he has struck out and still no home run for the last 10 games. Now, they still have three games to play with the Texas Rangers. They got a doubleheader today, a day-night doubleheader. I I hope he gets it done in the first game and then sit him down in the second game and sit him down in the last game tomorrow, getting ready for the postseason. The guy has been under a lot of scrutiny and he's handled it well. He's a tremendous talent, no question about it. In my opinion, say what you want about Otani, Aaron Judge is the MVP of the American League, hands down. Whether he wins the Triple Crown or not, what he has done is carry the Yankees when they've had a ton of injuries to a lot of key people. And he's been the one constant. As it relates to the Jets, I like what I saw last week. I really did. Show me a team with some heart. And good for the referees. Uh, the Jets had originally had been said they were stopped short of the goal line, uh, that a, a ball came loose short of the goal line, recovered by another player. Uh, and they looked it over replay, and clearly the, the, uh, clearly the back had broken the plane. So it was a touchdown. Good job by them. Uh, the Giants, they won, but we don't know about Daniel Jones. Don't know what kind of shape he's in, whether or not he's even going to play this week. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot of conversation about a lot of different things in the New York metropolitan area. It's kind of fun to watch and keep this in mind. NHL starts pretty soon. Rangers are considered to be one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. And in the NBA, I saw Ben Simmons last night for the first time in over a year. I thought he looked pretty good. I really did. I'm rooting for that guy. He's come under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of adversity. I'm rooting for him just because he's not had a taste of success for a while. But with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, his cohorts, I think he's got a shot. Thanks for being a part of Howard David Live, and you stay safe.